My name is Sean Granham and this is the second instalment of the Meet the Movement series. I'm really glad to interview today Rob Huckle and Duncan Brazil of Idle Dread. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. And yourself? Good. Yeah, can't complain. Cool. Had my coffee, so... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'll get to the, the first question. So this is how we start with every Meet the Movement, but what's the story behind Idle Dread's creation? Basically, we started it as um, a sort of label just to, you know, sort, sort of bring a different way, you know, bringing music to uh, a wider audience, really, which is why we started off with the big compilations, because at, at the time, no one else was really doing it. And obviously, we had a lot of um, artists that we really liked. So we thought rather than just putting out little compilations where we couldn't include that many people, we do it a bit differently, you know, and put out bigger ones where we could include everyone at the same time. Cool. Compilations at the time, I don't think were that big of a deal. Do you know what I mean? So we almost just wanted to take it that little bit further. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely did. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> when the beginning dropped, it took the internet by storm. Like you said, it's got a whole bunch of tracks, 68 in total, which was pretty much unheard of for compilations back then. It was free and was also full of so many talented and recognizable artists. So what was the story behind that compilation? When did you start taking tracks and when did you decide that it was going to have 68 of them? Um, I think it was around January 2014 that we started taking the tracks. It might have been actually, it might have even been a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, I think um, you're right actually, it was January. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, um, obviously at the time, we were listening to quite a few artists, you know I mean, and we had, we had like connections to quite a few people as well. And obviously, you know, we really enjoyed their music, so we just thought we'd include them all, you know? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, were you connected to all of those producers before? Because, I mean, it was like a brand new label. So, how, how did that work, getting 68 producers to submit tracks? Basically, you know, I had um, connections to quite a few people before I actually started Aljad because of my other label. So, obviously, I knew people, and obviously, through that, I met other people, and obviously, you know, like from then, they would tell their friends. So we got quite a lot of submissions at the time. Yeah. So obviously, you know, through email, you know, we literally had loads of tracks to listen to, in which you know, obviously, like quite a few of them we actually like. So we thought we could actually include this in the compilation. So I think the, the, the one way, because I met I met Rob through uh, SoundCloud actually, but the way I kind of heard about label and that was that he started out blogging on Dread Collective. Yeah on the Tumblr and uh, he was linking a lot of the tracks off the Tumblr or off the SoundCloud to the Tumblr page. So that kind of formed a community in a sense that I saw and it was a way to kind of discover music, you know, despite going on SoundCloud and, and searching around. Yeah. That's cool. So what's the relationship between Idle Dread, which was founded last year and Dread Collective, which was founded back in 2012? Um, well, basically, they are two completely different labels, to be honest. I mean, basically, when I um, when I started Dread Collective, it was quite a bit different to what it is now. Actually, we we dealt with like a lot of like sort of like ambient music and you know like Future Garage and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, a bit of house music. But I mean, obviously, as times progressed, it's got you know it's it's, it's became a bit different, you know, from what it was. I mean, obviously, now we're to, we're to the point. Where we, you know, it's more like, you know, it's more about like sort of like rave music and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, and um, what it was basically initially was the fact that you know I wanted two different labels, you know, you know, where I could almost showcase two different styles of music because you know if you mixed like hip hop 
and what it is now like rave music it, it wouldn't really work yeah so obviously you know because i'm like a big fan of hip-hop hip as well i wanted like a different you know label to put that out on cool this is possibly a really dumb question but where does the idol from idol dread come from <laughs> um well idol comes from vital actually awesome i'm right okay i thought so sure. <laughs> actually sean sean asked me before for this all began he says does uh ital rhyme with vital <laughs> so yeah i on, wanted actually. to make sure <laughs> because yeah. um when it came out i don't know why but i was saying it all dread yeah uh, yeah right. it's 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 weird because the thing is like, like you know like over over, over time I've, I've heard so many different ways of people saying it like i've had people ask me if it means like italy dread and stuff like that do you know what i mean so <laughs> jamaicans out in italy yeah <laughs> cool so are dark till dawn and two and two records also offshoots of the dread behemoth like with one uh, focusing on jungle and dnb and the other on techno and ambient sounds yeah that's right that's right so what was first? Was Dread first or? Uh, Dread Collective was first, yeah, that's right. And then I think Eyes of Dread came about a year and a bit later than that. Yeah. And so Dark Till Dawn and Two and Two were in between? No, 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 no. They're both actually quite new labels. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean Dark, Dark, Dark Till Dawn is, um, is run by myself and another guy called Rob. And because I'm, you know, because I've got these two labels, sort of thing. He sort of runs that jamming quite a bit. Yeah. And um, my uh, friend Neil, who helps me with Dread Collective, mainly deals with two and two. What is the reasoning for having so many labels then, as opposed to having like one massive one that yeah. caters to all genres? You've mentioned it before in saying that you want to split like rave and hip hop into their own yeah. targeted audiences, I guess. But could yeah. you expand on that? Okay. I mean, obviously, with Dread Collective, like it's like I said before, Joe, I mean, over like time, we've um, we've actually gone through quite a few genres. I mean, I guess in the end, I just sort of wanted to keep things to what they actually were, Jeremy, because you know, obviously, our Dread was hip hop. Dread Collective did become rave music, so I wanted to sort of keep them as they were. So to have the two other labels just made it a bit easier, to, you know, to, to separate them for what they, you know, what they actually were, I guess. So for Dread Collective, it was literally just rave music. Which you know covered all that sort of like aspects and stuff. I was hip hop, Dark Dawn was like jungle, and you know two and two was ambient and like techno. Yeah, cool. So who else, you two aside, have been pivotal in getting Idol Dread to where it is today? Your team also consists of Ellen and Ryan as well, right? Yes, that's right. Yes, Ellen does a lot of our graphic design um, in terms of our our cover artwork. I think we uh, got in touch with her over Facebook, actually, and just started speaking to her because we saw that she did work for Team Supreme and we liked what she did for the beat ciphers that they put together. So it's all been through Facebook or Tumblr, or SoundCloud, really, that we've all connected. Um, Ryan also, he was one of the first artists that we brought on when the roster was formed and that, but he developed our website as well going through that kind of phase and uh yeah he's just been really successful like he's about to go out to south by southwest so we're we're quite excited for him yeah it's really good wow that's awesome so you guys all connected through facebook and soundcloud you said right 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we haven't. We don't really speak over Skype like this. Actually, like I can't even remember the last time I spoke to Rob. Like you know, just speaking over Skype. But yeah, uh, it's mostly all been just through Facebook Messenger. Shout out Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Shout out to Facebook. <laughs> one thing they got right. We do this. Yeah. So, who is the first signee to Idol Dread? Because you have a lot of people in your compilations, but your actual like signed artists aren't obviously <laughs> as many as that. Ryan, um, it was the first one I'd say, just because uh, during the time we were we were kind of putting our roster together, which. Uh, consisted, I think, of only seven artists. He kind of came through and was speaking to us the most, so it was, it was easy for us to to figure out what he wanted to do, as in terms of like joining the label. Mm. So yeah, it's been. I'd say Ryan. I'd say Ryan. Definitely a regular expression. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering what his uh, stage name was. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause see, I think at that time when we first put out our website, that was when we kind of got the roster together, and. I mean, it was Ryan, uh, Toa. I can't name them all, but Dirty Ups, another one that was that's been with us for a while. Uh, there's a few. There's a few. So um, now going forward, I think we want to offer. We kind of want to sit back again and talk about maybe booking, getting into things like booking and management to help our artists out more. Um, because obviously, SoundCloud has kind of become. Uh, like to say you're a part of a collective, you know, it's like, oh, they, you, you release a track with them. But what what else does the label do for you? So we want to like look over that and and see if we can offer more even in the future. Awesome. Duncan, you recently moved from the US to the UK. What inspired that decision? Was it related to Idle Dread at all? Uh, in a sense, it might be related a bit <laughs> just because I've... <laughs> so I moved from Sacramento, which is... Eh, they didn't really have much of like a, a beat scene there. Mm. So I'm kind of excited to see what kinds of shows I end up in the UK. But yeah, um, I guess that's how it fits into my move. But I was born in Scotland, actually, funny enough. So um, grew up in the States, but now I'm back over here to live in that. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just a big move, basically, moving across the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, I can the UK, imagine. The UK yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a bit of a culture shock, yeah, but not much, <laughs> not much. What uh, what have been the, the biggest changes or what kind of <laughs> instigated that culture shock? Uh, I think I should have said weather shock. I didn't, go <laughs> I didn't go through too much of a weather shock, I should have said. But culture shock, I mean, just the people, just how they interact. You know, they're quite, they're quite honest. Like, if they say they're going to do something, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. Finish. Like... You know, whereas I'm not saying people are like that in the States, but people here are very honest and they'll speak their mind. So I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very true of the UK. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So you'll, you'll find out qu qu uh, right quickly where you need to go if you're lost. So yeah. that's good. And from what I know of Dundee, Scottish people are very, very friendly and willing to help. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, yeah, everyone I've, I've been up to on the street is just led me where I need to go if I've been lost or like I'm saying but yeah quite friendly people actually so cool it's interesting because you find out like oh they ask you questions about America but I mean there's quite a lot of similarities actually at the end of the day so yeah what are your musical backgrounds I've never actually um, 
you know, been like a producer or, you know, like a DJ or anything like, like that. Um, I've always just been like, you know, like a massive lover of music in general, really. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I'd say I've, I've got quite a, quite a diverse musical taste, which is why, you know, the labels that we have do cover quite a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what music did you grow up on? Were you exposed um, to that kind of diverse, or those diverse genres? From an early age, or was it just like uh, well, you got yeah. put on board and then kept digging? Pretty much. I mean, basically, growing up, mainly, I was into like you know, like garage, jungle, you know, drum and bass, hip hop. Yeah. You know, even through my uh, teenage years, I went to you know, I went, went, to, went to like loads of like hardcore and metal shows as well. Believe it or not. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> to answer that question, yeah, I was I was actually into a lot of hardcore music as well. Actually, Robert. <laughs> Rob and I have spoken about that, but I was, in terms of like hip hop and that, I mean, just a lot of the mainstream kind of rap artists, like 50 Cent, old 50 Cent, and uh, Wu-Tang, I mean, Dang. Tribe Called Quest, like those kinds of groups. Yeah, but I didn't really expand into into rap or anything like that, I was just kind of all over. I mean, I listened to everything, even like screamo music, like, you know, kind of... <laughs> You're pretty hot. Kind of just a bit of a... Yeah. <laughs> country no no no, no country that's Fun the only job. one i didn't listen that's the only one i would leave out <laughs> okay so you're not that hardcore then you're not the the hardest no no of the cause yeah <laughs> need some dolly Parton in your life yes cool so what inspired you well, what has inspired you because you're putting out the blur which is your first all guest compilation right blur blur oh it's just yeah blur. we actually yeah, yeah. So that's been handled by Aline and I. It's just kind of like a guest future compilation that we wanted to put together because now as a label, um, obviously we're not going for any future or lo-fi. We, we kind of want to avoid the lo-fi hip hop. We put out a post about that the other day, but um, yeah, we, we wanted to kind of just just do it once. You know, we see a lot of these other future kinds of uh there's a lot of them actually well not a lot of them but you know they're quite prominent so we kind of yeah. wanted to try it out and see what artists we could uh get involved with that and i think that's been one of the most enjoyable things like watching the label kind of grow in a sense is when we expanded to different genres who will become part of part of the the whole process yeah. so the blur uh sorry I said the blur but blur will kind of be a guest compilation if I had to like define it. Yeah, we're looking forward to that actually. I'm not sure when it's going to be released just because of this release on the 25th, but yeah, we're looking forward to that one. Cool. I mean, the uh, lineup is pretty sweet. I won't say any names, but it seems to be coming along really swimmingly. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yeah, congratulations to you both on that. Thank Thanks. You. I'm sure that people will be even more surprised from such a release coming from you guys but about the lo-fi thing i don't think i saw that post could you expand on why you want to avoid that uh rob you want to explain uh yeah i think within like the hip-hop scene though, it, i think a lot of it is becoming very samey samey and i think you'll find a lot of the labels are putting out the same sort of sound i mean everything's starting to be very similar so um we started out in a way to try and you know put things out in a different sort of way but now we find that a lot of other labels are doing it the same sort of way that we did. Yeah. So I think now, obviously, we, we sort of just came to the conclusion that, you know, rather than just solely being like a hip hop label, we wanted to add a little bit more to it. 
so from now on we're, we're going to start including you know stuff like footwork you know maybe a bit of like garage you know a bit of like grime almost just, just to like switch it up a little bit you know you know rather than just being like a sole hip-hop label in like general yeah it's kind of repetitive yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a cycle you know that we're going back through each time releasing this type of music so yeah, I, no. I, I saw that post. I, th- I thought it was a different one you were talking about when you said the lo-fi thing. But I saw that post about how you feel like other labels were starting to cat, or sorry, for those who don't know what cat means, steal <laughs> or rob uh, <laughs> label style. Yeah, so it's interesting to get an expansion on that. Yeah, um, well, to, to answer the question about like the lo-fi, like cutting that out. I mean, I don't think because we have artists that want to still make lo-fi, obviously, but we might you know we might say oh well like we we have too much lo-fi like the new beginning was kind of a a a challenge to that like asking the artists like oh do you want to instead of making a lo-fi track would you like to make a footwork track just to kind of change it up you know for them as well yeah Yeah. then kind of make it like an enjoyable uh experience to produce something else or delve into a genre that they've never really produced for and and put it out as an actual release brilliant because you segued into my next question (laughs) So you've <laughs> oh, recently God. announced your fifth compilation, which is entitled The New Beginning. It is your fifth, right? Or Yeah, it's fifth, because yeah, Efflorescence yeah, yeah. was uh, fourth. Yeah. yeah so does it bear any relation to the original sound, or should we expect a complete change of um, It does and it doesn't. Because, I mean, of, of, obviously, you know, we sound like, obviously, add up the new stuff. But, you know, obviously, that, that doesn't mean that we're, we're going to be getting rid of the hip-hop altogether, because that will still be, like, a big part of the label. Mm. Yeah. On this upcoming release, have all the artists been featured on Jed before and you've asked them to work in a different genre or have you brought people who work on say like Footwork or who produce Garage and brought them on as well? Like is it just producers who didn't naturally produce that changing up their style or is it a bit of both? Um, it, it is a bit of both to say yeah. I mean basically it's like Duncan said to you, I mean you know we had like um, producers already which we actually asked you know, if, if they could do something maybe a little bit, you know, more experimental or, you know, but, you know, maybe like try a bit of footwork. And, um, but obviously, you know, from things like Dread Collective and stuff, because obviously on that label, I put out quite a lot of footwork in the past. So I had, you know, quite a few links to a lot of footwork producers. Mm. So, um, but what it is basically what, what I've done, I've, I've sort of taken the footwork from Dread Collective and sort of bring it over to Idle Dread. So all them links that I had before, you know, I've I've asked them, you know, obviously to take part in, in the uh, compilation as well, which is pretty good. So, cool. That's gonna be crazy. If it's anything like uh, your release that you did with Footwork Jungle, it's yeah. gonna sound insane because that rave 2.0 tape. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's so it's <laughs> so dope. <laughs> but, uh, you gotta love all like the hybrid stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, to both of you again, if you had to pick one song. Or project that defines Idle Dread, what would it be? And that doesn't have to be a release from you guys. It could be a song that motivated you as a kid or anything. Um, I wouldn't. Um, I don't know. Like, like this sort of question, I do. I, I find quite hard because obviously, you know, like I, I couldn't really ever pinpoint like you know like one track or like one release. Yeah. I, I say it's like you know quite a few. It's like choosing your favorite child. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the beginning would be a major one for you, but yeah, no, of course, of course. You know, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's almost it's almost like you know, it literally is the new beginning for us. You know, yeah. Obviously, we had we had the beginning, which was the actual beginning when we started, and now we've got the new beginning, which is you know like a sort of like new era for us. Yeah, reborn. 
it's going to be pretty interesting to see, you know, how people take it and, you know, what, what happens from now, you know? Yeah. Cool. Duncan, do you have any selections or is it equally difficult? <laughs> I'd say it's equally difficult. Um, it's, it's hard to choose right now because if I said I wanted it to be the new beginning release kind of my, as my favorite, you know, it's, it's changed a lot. Like the label, the label is about to change quite a bit. So I'd, I'd pick them both if I could. And big thanks to all the, the producers that were a part of, you know, since the beginning, uh, mm. the very first compilation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. big they ups must to them. The, the hundreds by now. <laughs> <laughs> incredible really were you quite surprised at how well the beginning did when it first came out or did you feel like that was always how it was going to be because you knew that starting with a compilation that had so many tracks mm. would just kind of i hate to say this but like break the internet <laughs> <laughs> it, i mean i mean it, in a sense it, it was it was quite weird because you know obviously because it was like our first release you know i wasn't really expecting that much at all but I mean, to see it do so well was was that was actually really good, you know. And obviously, that spurred us on to you know make a couple more compilations, which also had you know quite a few tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the year. <laughs> to the point that chronic organism, you had to split into like four parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, no, it was. I told Dread's design and naming conventions to some extent, excluding Blur seem to carry flowers as a theme. What's the reason behind that? More than anything, we, we just sort of wanted to keep it with like a sort of um, like organic, you know, sort of feel. I think, you know, we, you know, quite like nature and stuff like that. So we just wanted, wanted to like, you know, incorporate it into the label as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of the early artworks were actually handled by Rob as well. So now obviously we have like a graphic designer and that Aline, who did the artwork for Florence. Ah, can't even say right now. I don't know why. <laughs> I, struggled, I struggled to look at the word, to be honest. It's pretty difficult. What is it? It's Latin, isn't it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a Fre it's like a French word. Cause I, cause oh, I, I, it, I think it is a French word. It is. I think there's like two meanings for it, isn't there? I think there's one that means like paint or something. It's something to do with like paint. Yeah. Then, but then, but then we have chosen it for the other one. So, <laughs> in the blog post, I'll have to link to the uh, dictionary definition. <laughs> Just to clarify for people. Yeah. I think we're moving from the flowers, though, to like more city, kind of urban, yeah, more like landscapes. rural. Yeah, yeah, rural. The uh, the cover for the new beginning. I didn't look at it too hard, but it looks like it's a picture from any of the uh, council estate flats that yeah. uh, I've yeah. seen growing up in London. Which is cool. I know. <laughs> yeah. That picture was actually taken by my uh, sister as well. She does quite a lot of photography. <laughs> so, oh, really? It's yeah. So we get the family involved. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all of your releases so far, I'm pretty sure, have started out as free, even though Bandcamp has that limit and then starts to charge money. But yeah. is there a motivation behind releasing all your stuff for free? What's the reason behind it? Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, like like for both my labels, I've I've, all, I've always um pretty much released stuff for free. I think I think it's just people are, are more you know inclined to you know check it out and like listen to it. I guess. Yeah. I think I, I think sometimes you know you, you know if you put like a price tag on something, people are like you know they don't really want to touch it or you know they're not willing to actually look into it. So I, I guess obviously we started out as free because we had like, quite a lot of producers that you know were on the, the come up if we put it out for free more people would actually check it out mm. so obviously it just made it get out there a lot easier you know 
Yeah, it really increased the exposure, huh? Yeah, of course, of course. Cool. So what's the biggest change that you've noticed since Idle Dread debuted at the start of last year? Do, do you want to answer that one, Duncan? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I kind of think the, the community, the community's changed to answer that. It's grown, it's grown. Instead of involving, you know, so many producers, now it's involving people of all different kinds of backgrounds, you know, people like yourself, people into different kinds of art. Yeah, yeah, so it's not just all about the music at the end of the day as well, it's also about who becomes our audience and interacting with them. I think that's uh, been a change though since the beginning, since it was a lot smaller, obviously. Yeah, But Yeah, yeah. Cool, good answer. And if you could change one thing about the scene that Idle Dread exists within, what would it be? Hmm. I would say the platforms. I would um, definitely like to see a different platform come along uh, rather than SoundCloud, cause, because I know that's SoundCloud has been a barrier to a lot of producers, um, obviously creating whatever they want to create. So. Obviously, they'll have to clear it up with the bigger labels, but uh, a different platform, kind of a different experience for sharing music would be ideal, I think, at this point. I think SoundCloud, to some extent, a lot of people, you know, there's if, if you don't have a lot of likes or reposts, they won't they won't follow your music or, you know, there's like a lot of negative negativity kind of um, kind of with SoundCloud, I think, nowadays, whether that be just producers or labels you know i think it's all it's all just very like materialistic you know these days i think yeah 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 so we're moving the materialistic part of, of things but of course that that's hard to do at the end of the day as well so yeah soundcloud's got quite the monopoly on the uh yeah yeah platforms cool definitely definitely yeah rob do you have a response to that or i completely obviously like the whole you know likes and reposts I just think people just you know need to, need to look past that completely because it's like at the end of the day I mean, if the artist is making good music then the artist is making good music but you know if they haven't got the likes and they haven't got the plays and you know and people aren't you know and people don't really tend to to check it out which is a, which is a shame really which is why when, when we started in the first place we wanted to sort of bring people that were coming up out to a wider audience which is why we included them in like, you know, like, compilations and stuff like that yeah, that's a really good answer. It's interesting because like a lot of these producers, one, they feel pressure to release stuff every week because people are just demanding more and more of the music. Yeah. Two, they yeah. feel like they can't Definitely. diversify from their style. So that's why you see like Lido bringing out Trippy Turtle or Chris McClaney bringing out uh, Bubbly Bulbasaur and like bringing out all these like side projects because they feel like people won't take it to them yeah. or criticize them. And like, for example, Chris McClaney himself, he can play piano and he's like a great musician, uh, but he also yeah, makes trap yeah. and like bassy stuff as well. And like, I remember a couple of producers calling him out when he brought out the trap stuff and they're like, how can you produce that and like release this nonsense? But it's like, it's not yeah. nonsense. It's good music and yeah. it has its time and place. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't yeah. he produce that and not have to worry about, oh, I need to make another SoundCloud, but this one's my pro one and then I'll be limited if I make a new one, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Yeah. You're spot on. Yeah. I think a lot of music these days is, is, is almost becoming like genreless. I mean, I mean, I think you know it is a bit, it's, it's better if people just you know you know just like put you know pen to paper and just come out with what they actually want to come out of you know rather than just limiting themselves to like a sole genre. Mm. You know, I just think you know you just, you just got to do your own thing really. You know, don't like 
go by what other people want or what you know what other people expect just you know you know even even, even just surprise people you know yeah if you just put that element of surprise into into music you know obviously people you know will be, will be more with I'd it i guess it. yeah yeah definitely if they're a real fan even if they don't appreciate that genre or style they'll still enjoy the track or at least yeah, like not criticize you for trying to take it in a different direction yeah as a music writer myself um yeah it's kind of difficult to keep using the same tired like labels to define tracks uh, especially as mm. like you said music's becoming more and more uh genreless and producers yeah. are mm. like, becoming more and more uh, expansive in their sound so yeah. i am kind of like for the idea of killing the concept of the genre it will never happen because yeah. the genre is always a necessary thing in music people need to see oh this sounds like future so i'm going to listen to it yeah. this sounds like yeah. hip-hop definitely but uh yeah. it will be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years as genres mm. kind of blur together yeah that's true yeah like for example like taku he produces like everything pretty much yeah in yeah. his realm yeah uh, so <laughs> it's cool to see that like happening more and more yeah, yeah it is it is mm. producers oh, changing up their styles yeah I was certain that I'd read about plans for an I Feel Dread magazine to happen, but I can't seem to find them anymore. <laughs> Am I crazy? And if I'm not going no, insane, no, no. can you update me? <laughs> it is, it is... Um... I think... No, no, go on, go on. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we planned that quite um, a while back. I mean, it definitely is still in the works, you know, I can almost like confirm that. We're just, um, we're just literally in the stages of, you know, just putting it together, you know, just curating more more stuff for it you know but you know we, we, we've got in contact with like artists and you know like stuff like that so it's still coming it's still coming <laughs> cool that be- yeah it's, it's taken some time just because uh well i we're well we're all working on it obviously but my hard drive crashed so that's my yeah. on my macbook so that had everything but thank thank god for dropbox yeah man it's another one i'd have to give a shout out to <laughs> shout out to it's some hard. of the online platform shout out to some, of you. some of you yeah <laughs> but um would that be digital only or would that be physical i think um, we'd we... like to bring it to a physical format if if we get enough people yeah. involved in the, and they're liking the content and it's, it's it's apparent to us that they're liking it we'll definitely put it out in print i think who we're going through for publishing can print it actually so most likely it would re- be released digital for the first couple issues maybe what do you think rob like yeah 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 and then and, you know you know hope, hopefully eventually start putting them out in physical copies that's the plan anyway <laughs> i think yeah. I, I, I think i think i think more than anything we you, you know we we sort of just, we want to put them out you know maybe, maybe see, see what the uh, response is like see you know actually see what we can get involved so i mean obviously the initial idea of actually putting the the, the uh, things together was um well, so we, so we could almost be more than just a label, you know. We, you know, we, we could almost like, you know, we could have like more interviews. We could like get into like photography. We could get into stuff like art, you know. So, so we, you know, it was it was a way of us to sort of like branch out, I guess. But you know, even even stuff we've got now, you know, you know, it's really interesting, you know. And I'm sure people will will, will like enjoy having a look through it. So we're excited to get that out as well. Cool, can't wait for that. So, in your opinions, what artists should we be looking out for this year? Uh, let's see. <laughs> see like, there's like, so much um, good music out yeah i think i think this, really this, this, yeah I, say, I, think, I think this is like another one of those sort of questions because i mean obviously our you know music tastes are quite um diverse i could literally just go on do you know what i mean for hours 
Yeah. You've got to give me at least, I don't know, two or something. You can't not answer that question, man. You've got to let the people know. Stop keeping your secret artists hidden. Bring them to the light. At the moment, like, I'm listening to um, quite a lot of, like, uh, footwork and stuff. And obviously, you know, quite a bit of garage. But I mean, obviously, when I say listen to garage, I mean, quite a lot of that is a lot of, like, the old school stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I've, I've got, you know, listen to like a bit of like the new stuff here and there. I just think, you know, a lot of music that like, changed over the years. But I mean, obviously, footwork-wise, you know, def definitely check out, like, you know, like the Take Life lot. You know, you've got the Take DJs. You know, you've got you've got Get, get With DJs. So, like, a lot of them, you know, coming from coming out of Chicago. I mean, Duncan, you got you, you got anything to add to? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I was going to say, it's a lot of stuff coming out on who, what, and where. I'm kind of excited to see what they release this year. Um, just because I think they, they have quite a diverse roster, actually, who, what, and where. So Tech Loon and uh, Kate Trinata even, I'm excited to see. Yeah, Stu as well is dropping uh, something this year. Stu, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd say if I had to pick kind of like a label instead of a set, like a name, I'd say them. Yeah. Cool. I really like uh, Her One Wearer's label as well. Nice. Like every every artist they sign, they seem to add like a different flair. Yeah, um, yeah. Or different side to the label, I guess. So like definitely. Um, one of the most recent signings is like Forge Slash, and he's into that kind of like emotional future R and B, and have like <laughs> Astronautica and all these other ones. Yeah, yeah. Graves, yeah. Uh, Graves has oh, been Graves, killing yeah. it as well. Yeah, he's one of like. I guess how would you call it like a SoundCloud superstar in a sense uh, as in like he blew up really quickly like Sam Gellatry and uh, more recently Oshi then um, Oshi yeah, yeah yeah I mean um, he's putting out a track almost every other like day yeah and it's funny because like whereas a lot of those producers trying to do it daily are sacrificing the quality for the quantity Oshi yes. and all these guys are keeping that quality consistent yeah yeah. It's a bit scary. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Cool. So what was your biggest highlight of last year? Uh, biggest highlight of last year must have been our first physical release just because of like the feedback we got on it and also kind of the website. We were really happy to finally bring on a website as well and to release content through that platform. So. Yeah, I'd say the A-Soul Mechanic and Handbook Split was definitely a highlight. Kind of a moving point almost. So, yeah, that would be, be my answer. Cool. It's kind of hard to say just because, like, um, there's been different highlights along the way. So, obviously, we're, we're really happy to release something on physical, like, tape format. And, uh, yeah, we, we hope we can do that with in the future as well. I mean, we definitely will release physical content but yeah. it's hard to say Wait. what and like where and or when and where <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean i mean no pun intended. <laughs> hopefully this year we're going to be looking into um stuff like vinyl as well because so we're hoping to get a few releases out on vinyl that's like one of our you know like main goals we're trying to like hit at the moment you know that'd be yeah. sick and uh just to check rob do you have any uh response to the question or do you like agree with duncan yeah, no, I, I agree with Duncan. Yeah, obviously, you know, when we got the uh, website out and stuff, you, you know, we, we just established ourselves that a little bit more, you know. So it was just good to see. Yeah. How did that ASOL mechanic and handbook 
collaboration come together? Because Rob, you instigated that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously at the time they were both, you know, pretty like fresh producers to like the roster, and um, both of them, you know, you know, obviously we'd spoken to both of them, and obviously both of them, you know, really liked each other's sort of music, and um, you know, as far as I knew, like Summer Mechanic really wanted to work with Handbook, you know, Handbook really wanted to work with Summer Mechanic, so we just felt like you know we wanted to make that happen. They're both really like talented producers, so you know, obviously the outcome was was brilliant. You know, you know, was really excited to put it together. So. Yeah, it's a pretty brilliant project, and they're both really yeah. talented producers. Yeah, they are. They are indeed. So, what are Idol Dread's plans for this year? Um, like we said, you know, before, you know, you know hopefully, um, well, we're obviously planning plan to get out, you know, a few more EPs. You know, got this compilation coming out. You know, you know we, we're hoping to um, get out like vinyl and stuff. You know, we just, you know, like more physical releases and stuff like that. I'm not sure if you have time to expand on that or? uh merch maybe some merch as well <laughs> yeah <of laughs> just course, to add of course. because uh, i mean we just have shirts out at the moment yeah we've got t-shirts i mean I, i'd like to do hats <laughs> hoodies <laughs> hoodies yeah yeah and maybe also include uh some graphics within the merchandise as well it's just a matter of finding out the digital printing is a lot different so everything that we do is kind of like research beforehand. It's not like we just like go on and go, oh, shirts, and that's wing it. it. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wing it. Cool. Last question. So I'm just asking just for your opinion personally, but like why release vinyl? I know that it's kind of like making a bit of a comeback, sorry, but what, what is the attraction to vinyl? And I am fully for it, but I'd rather hear your opinion. Um, I mean, myself, I've always been a massive fan of vinyl. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know, it's, it's like, you know, obviously vinyl was massive, like, you know, like over the years, do you know what I mean? You know, I'm going back years and years and years. Yeah. The CDs came out. But I mean, for me, I suppose it was always better, you know, holding like a 12 inch vinyl. Do you know what I mean? You had the massive graphic on it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, whereas the CD had like a little, you know, sort of like image graphic on it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, I think like, you know, obviously for the vinyl, you might have to pay a little bit more money. You know, but I think, you know, if you're actually supporting the artist that way, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good idea. Yeah, it's yeah a lot I more agree. Like, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, I disagree with what he has to say. It's just like, I mean, if you're putting together a concept, it's something else to actually physically hold the concept rather than see it on a, on a Bandcamp page, you know. Definitely. It's actually come to life a bit, you know. I mean, same with the tape, same with any other physical format as well, though. So... I think the vinyl is just like, oh, it's the biggest one, and it's, you got the biggest cover, so it's kind of exciting, you know. Yeah, mm. but it's also nostalgia think, as well, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, mean yeah. I think I think there's quite a lot of sentimental value to vinyl, you know. Yeah, and plus a CD is just like you can't really see the grooves or anything; it's just a blank CD. A tape is special in that nostalgic factor as well, but with vinyl, you, yeah. can, you have it like engraved in the vinyl. So it's like the yeah, physical product is kind of even more monumental, if that makes sense. And vinyl yeah. stuff and tape stuff today is a lot more special than CD. Because yeah, CD yeah. is almost a dead format. This sounds kind of dumb, but like in some ways it's at least not as cherished as much as yeah. the, um, as vinyl or tape. And MP3 isn't cherished at all, obviously, because it's just digital. But uh, yeah, vinyl, I guess, is the most, uh, most important or most mm. uh, monumental release format i agree yeah i agree completely yeah spot on cool well that's it for the questions thank you so much guys it's been a pleasure <laughs> that's cool yeah, man. Thank, thank you, you very much. much yeah no great problem talking to you guys yeah, yeah you man, too thank have you. a great 
Yeah. Wait, wait, no, it's day daytime or evening time over there. Uh, it evening, is right? eight thirty p.m. right now. Okay, okay, yeah. Enjoy yeah. the night. It? It's eleven. Way ahead. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eleven, eleven here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cheers, man. Thank you. Enjoy your evening. Cheers. Oh, day, sorry. You too, take. <laughs> take Enjoy your day. evening. <laughs> okay, yeah. I will. <laughs> Bye. Later, guys. Bye.